like to welcome you to another episode of Money Matters Top Tips for Success, where each and every day I bring on new business owners, entrepreneurs, and executives and have them share their top tips for success with you. My name is Adam Torres. You can follow me on Instagram at Ask Adam Torres. Keep up with my book releases, book tour schedule, signing, all that other good stuff. Always love to connect with you there. And as always, if you'd like to apply to become a co-author of one of my upcoming books, just head on over to the website, moneymatterstoptips.com, and click on Become an Author to Apply. All right, so today I have Farhoud Maybodi on the line, and he's head of creative and co-owner over at Wayfarer Entertainer. Farhoud, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Adam. So I'm excited to get more into what you're doing over at Wayfair Entertainment and how you're helping your clients. But before we do that, let's get a little bit further into your background. So how did you get started in your career and in business? Well, how did I get started? Well, my background was originally actually in law. And uh, I walked away. I uh, jacked out of the matrix, as I like to say. I walked away (laughs) from law in my uh, mid-20s and uh, really just wanted a different life for myself. I looked around at the attorneys who were fogged down the pike than I was, and I was like, I don't know if I want to live like this. They were very unhappy. You know, a lot of them felt like, you know, spokes on the wheel, and I wanted to be in charge of my own destiny. And, um, you know, I had this idea and this vision of becoming a storyteller, you know, a writer, a director, a producer, you know, creating TV shows, creating films, branded content, digital content, but all focused on bringing people together, right? This idea of sincere social impact and using media, which I believe has historically separated us, using it to bring people together. And now, um, you know, 10, 12 years later, that's what I do. Man, that's awesome. Um, and, I, and I do want to get further into Wayfair Entertainment. Um, but um, that being said, before we do that, you know, there's some younger entrepreneurs and, uh, and, or would-be entrepreneurs, maybe they're just graduating college and they're thinking about, you know, career direction, and you managed to break out of that mold. You said the matrix. I always say mold, so either one works. They both start with an M. Um, what, kind of, what kind of advice would you give to that newbie that's out there and kind of considering, you know, going along their own path? Because obviously not, we all learn from the ups, downs, the sideways, everything in between, and you're yeah. many years into your career now. Um, what kind of advice would you did you give them? Well, well, first, I'm a work in progress. You know, I think a lot of people, when they're on the come up, they look at individuals who are further along and they put them on a pedestal. You know, I think we're all students. Um, I teach at a university level, and I learn more from my students than I think they even learn from me, right? So when I speak to my students, I always tell them, get uncomfortable. I think there's this idea that everything should be easy. You know, there's this idea that stability and security is everything, right? And our parents pushed this on us, right? My parents wanted me, me to be an attorney because they're like, oh, attorneys <laughs> will make X amount of you know, you know, dollars a year and they'll be safe. But here's the thing. Safety doesn't mean anything. Safety could be shackles, right? Golden handcuffs, as I call them. So if, if I was, you know, on the come up, if I was 19, 20, 21, I would say, how can I put my back against the wall, right? How can I put myself in a situation where I am forced, scorched earth, the genius has to come through. I, I have to find my destiny. You know, when I walked away from making six figures in the fashion industry in my mid-20s and I had a beach house and the 7 Series and all that stuff, 
I walked away, quit my job, sold everything I had. I had the privilege of moving back home, but I just, I completely changed my life. And everyone thought I was crazy. They're like, what do you know about Hollywood? What do you know about creativity? You're a suit. And guess what? Eight, nine years later, I was able to create my world. So the first key is do not accept this stability that everyone seeks. Recognize that chaos is our greatest constant and embrace the chaos. And by the way, if you're living in America currently, you need to get comfortable in chaos because it's only going to get more chaotic heading into this election cycle. And those that can embrace the chaos will thrive no matter what. I love it. That's awesome. Um, I, I want to switch it up a bit. Let's, you, you hinted as to what you're doing over at Wayfair Entertainment. Um, let's go further. So tell us more about the business, please. Yeah, so Wayfair is a media studio, and our focus is on television, feature film, branded content, digital series. Um, you know, we, we call it the power of human connection, right? How do you spread empathy in a very mainstream capacity? And when I say empathy, I'm not talking about, like, rainbows and unicorns. I'm talking about real stories, right? Sincere storytelling focused on humanity, you know? So when we started out, Everyone thought we were crazy. You know, I would go into rooms in Hollywood with my partners, and we'd talk about social transformation. And, by the way, this was like back in the day when corporations didn't really give a shit about these things, right? Like it didn't matter to them. But what changed is millennials and Gen Z started to make purchasing decisions based on their values. And then guess what? All of a sudden, <laughs> brands and corporate <laughs> entities were forced, were forced mm -hmm. to care. I think I read a statistic out there that 85% of millennials want brands to take positions on social issues. So what was really interesting is me and my partners had this vision of what the entertainment industry could be and how we wanted to position ourselves in it. And the industry really, I mean, it shifted in the direction that we saw. So, you know, we have TV shows on the air. We've released movies all around the world. Um, our content has been seen, you know, hundreds of millions of times with no marketing budget. I mean, we, we, we've had viral success in a way that has really rippled throughout the Internet. And I think the, people ask us, they say, how did, a, how did a piece of content that was 20 minutes long, that was focused on individuals who had terminal illnesses, how did that piece of content with no marketing budget be seen over 30, 40, 50 million times and crash upworthy server? How, how is that possible? And what I would say is I said, because people want to feel something. And when you can tell a story that's rooted in sincerity, that's rooted in social change, the triumph of the human spirit, right, celebration of what it means to be alive, people are going to watch. And they're not just going to watch, they're going to share. And they're not just going to share, they're going to comment and they're going to spread the word. And I think that's what we tapped into through Wayfair. Where do you um where do you find and I know this is going to change from you know person from company to company size of company mission product all those things but I know that certain themes do arise where do you find mm -hmm. that you see a lot of companies go wrong in um in telling their story or really connecting to tell the right type of story to further their um, initiative that's a that's a phenomenal question um, when I've seen it gone wrong and you know I'll use uh, Kendall Jenner, Pepsi, which I think is one of the biggest clusterfucks that has existed in brand entertainment, is when they 
the brand does not focus on stories that are sincere to the audience, right? Mm -hmm. Like I tell brands, you know, don't just jump on a bandwagon, right? Okay, you know, there are these uh, um, student-led protests happening or, you know, there's, uh, you know, this subject matter. Oh, mental health is very zeitgeisty right now. Don't just Mm -hmm. jump into that conversation. You didn't earn the right to be in that conversation. That conversation is not sincere to you. You're just trying to capitalize and monetize on that. And people will see right through you. You know, keep in mind, millennials, they know the Don Draper handbook. They know manipulation. They get it. They understand what media is. The question really is, is can you as a brand, right, let's say you do care about something, can you spend six months to a year understanding that space? Can you spend six months to a year listening to grassroots individuals who have dedicated their lives to this? And then, after analyzing, after maybe spreading some resources around in a very quiet way, then you've earned the right. Now you can talk about it. You can speak about it externally. Because if you don't do that, you're going to come across as disingenuous, and it's going to fall flat. And, and the cool thing is, and this is, this is like my favorite part about this, because of the Internet, it's now a, a, um, a two-part conversation, right? Pre-internet, it was a one-directional conversation, meaning if you were a brand, you put an ad out in a magazine, and maybe people read it, right? But now, brand puts something out on social media, people can comment. So if you piss people off, oh, you'll know very quickly. And in the case of Pepsi and Kendall Jenner, they had to pull that campaign down in less than 24 hours because everybody was so angry of what they were doing. So I think you've got to respect the marketplace, you've got to respect the viewer, and, you know, do the work, right? Walk before you run. I love it. And I, and I love that example you bring up and also the thought process behind it. And I tell people this all the time, um, and, you know, for, for my for my our own brand over here at Money Matters Top Tips, I'm like, yeah, we can't just do that. I'm sorry. I don't, number one, I don't know anything about that space or that. I know it's a good cause. It's a good initiative. I understand that. But it doesn't match the anything we've done. We can't just put something out um, to say that. Now, what we can do is we can bring somebody on from that foundation and interview them. That fits in what we do. But I can't yeah. start putting posts up to do all these other things until I understand and we as an organization understand it because to, to do that once you do that once you cross that line it becomes like you're jumping from one bandwagon to another you lose your voice mm-hmm. you lose your if you're big enough then you get backlash like Pepsi and you're fortunate exactly. enough to you're fortunate I think that's a good thing that you're they're fortunate enough to get feedback if you're a smaller brand and you do that though then you get lost in the noise because you have no identity so it's even worse so you're dust by a thousand cuts, and now you don't even know why 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 everything stopped, and now and it's because nobody cares enough to even comment or give you feedback. <laughs> so I, I love, and I don't mean that in a bad way, but it's just a fact. And I think there's a lot of brands out there dying by dust by a thousand cuts. They don't even know because they're jumping from from thing to thing. And and you know, taking it from the brand to the person, you know, a lot of what I love speaking about is personal storytelling. You know, we're we're, we're all so focused on like. Game of Thrones and Star Wars and shit like that. But, like, as entrepreneurs, you have to be able to tell your story, right? This is the name of the game right now. 50 years ago, different story, right? But now, if you can't share who you are, why you do what you do, the trials and tribulations that you overcame to get to where you are, 
you're going to have a tough time because people are expecting this. People are expecting sincerity. They want vulnerability. And if you can harness the power of storytelling for yourself and know your arc and know the areas of interest that fit, just, 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 just understand your own story and find the natural sort of, you know, um, uh, philanthropic opportunities that extend from your story, right? It's all there. Just take awesome. that internal journey. And by the way, it'll make you a better entrepreneur as well. Going Great. inwards always helps. So, Farhood, if somebody's uh, listening to this and they want more information on Wayfair or entertainment or to connect with your content or you, um, what's the best way for them to get that info? Yeah, check out um, wearewayfarer.com. Uh, you can also find me on Instagram, um, Farhood Maybodi, F-A-R-H-O-U-D-M-E-Y-B-O-D-I. Fantastic. <laughs> well, hey, Farhood, um, really appreciate you coming on the show today and um, sharing your background and all the great work you're doing over at Wayfair Entertainment. And to the audience, as always, thank you for tuning in. Hope you got a lot of value out of this. If you did, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, uh, leave me a review on the Apple iTunes store, uh, share this with your friends, your family, your uh, coworkers. Do all those great things we do to support our uh, podcasters. I really do appreciate it. And Farhood, thanks again for coming on. Thank you.